0: Ah! Ah! Here we go again. Gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. <laughs>
1: don't let them beat you
0: up.
2: There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love.
1: Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you
2: should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up to tall. Sometimes everybody don't know anything. All right, you are listening to Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. And I'm
1: uh, Gerald with Public Broadcasting. And today we're going to talk about uh, Minnesotan folk artist uh, Sven Gorickson and uh, his beautiful work drawing mutilated soccer moms. Now, now uh, let's go to the phones. And uh, we've got a caller. Uh, Seth, Seth from California. How do you feel about mutilated soccer moms being depicted uh. in Minnesotan art? Um, b- uh, what? What about, what if, the, what if, uh, uh, there's another form of his work where Brett Favre is being savagely raped by a walrus.
2: I'd like you, this.
1: You'd, you'd, uh, okay, well, let's talk about that. What about the rape of Brett Favre attracts you? Is it the walrus, or? no? Or if, let, what, what speaks to you about the
2: part? I, I don't like Brett Favre. He that deserves to be, be, be raped by anything. A walrus, a, a giraffe, a chair, I don't care. What about Jay Cutler? Because he's
1: also done a series on Jay Cutler where Jay Cutler's just eating bacon, just delicious bacon, putting like it bacon. in his mouth and and watching the bears lose. That's what uh, he's doing. I
2: don't like this. I don't like this line of question. Yeah,
1: no, it's pretty good stuff. Uh, so, I mean, would you would you buy that painting? That's the question I think we have tonight. The bacon one or the rape one? Uh, either one. Obviously, Sven Gorickson doesn't care. He he just wants sweet money so he can continue to make a. Uh, to make his other side project which is uh, home furnishings made of people's skin you know uh, what wh- wh- are, y- are you gonna give money tonight to, to either one of those causes mr. mr. Seth uh, I, c- I could
2: go w- I could go with a good rape and bacon picture
1: no uh, uh, okay well it looks like we sold one and that's fantastic uh, I'm gonna go to our sponsor now uh, Sven Gorkson, and uh, and just let him sort of uh, sort of ask for money which is what we do here at Public broadcasting. So, so thanks so much for calling, Seth. It's just been, just been wonderful.
2: Uh, that th- thank you. You're welcome. I, ju- I just came a little bit in my
1: in my in my pants. There we go.
2: That was nice. I'm not sure what is happening here. Um, Bri- no, Brian? One no one knows. No one knows. No one knows at all. Did no one knows. Brian, did you hear any of that, Brian?
1: Do you that was all? That was an alternate timeline where you don't have me. Where you're stuck with some public radio douche. Just admit it, you you are so happy that I'm on this podcast.
2: I have never ever felt that way before, but yes, uh, I can officially See, say I am very you happy could be, to have you on the show.
1: I mean, last week you were stuck with a lawyer that uh, was gonna like turn you in for for violating Miranda Lambert, and this week you're stuck with some OPB douche that wants to sell you paintings of Brett Favre being violated. A lot of violation going on when I'm not There's around. There's a lot saying. of
2: violation on our show.
1: Like, I think lot. our show
2: is a violation, really. Probably.
1: I'm drinking iced tea right now. I'm violating this iced tea so hard.
2: <laughs> now, knowing you, and as we've covered in past shows, you're a drunk, is that a Long Island iced tea, or what kind of iced tea is that? Uh, no, it's a Nebraska iced tea. A Nebraska iced tea. What's that, moonshine?
1: Corn. I've put uh-huh. corn in the iced tea, and it's delicious. It's really just great. You know, you you take a nice strip of corn, and you just shuck it, you just put it in there. You don't even take it off the cob. It's amazing. Nebraska iced tea. That
2: sounds like it would be kind of chewy.
1: Yeah, there's a chewy element to it. Uh, I'm not going to lie, but it keeps me cool in these hot summer days. So
2: you know, I'm pretty excited about it. I know that you were uh, you were recently doing a little bit of a road trip up north. Yes. Um, have you uh, have you taken up smoking by chance as you do all your road trip drives? No, I uh, I don't smoke.
1: I, uh, um, I I choose to take my nicotine in patches. So.
2: I well, don't because. Uh, did you play with fireworks? No, but I don't think so. Did you uh, did you reenact any scenes from Mad Max? I did, yes, yeah. Okay. The, the
1: one where he's on the f- thing and the flaming guitar. Yeah. I mean, I was I was driving a Chevy um, Spark, so I had to be really careful. I pretty much had to stand on one foot because uh, it's so. <laughs> friggin' small. Right. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, then, like, I strapped speakers to the side of it, and I was just, flamethrower guitar. Oh, uh, man, all, all you, the way through Northern California. It was pretty awesome.
2: Did you happen to look behind you at all and see?
1: Um, does Mad Max look in the rearview mirror? No. Never. Fair, so fair not enough. me either. Yeah.
2: So have, have you seen the news lately there, Brian? Nope. Don't watch it. Don't care. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and educate you anyway. Uh, you've... Um, you, you you've set our lovely state on fire. It looks good. Like. Let it burn. <laughs> I I don't think you understand. We're in a drought, yeah. So we don't have water, and nah. you've now introduced fire to uh, uh, the northern portion of our state.
1: Think how many fewer people there are going to be. You're welcome. We'll have a lot more water.
2: Uh, I don't I don't know where to go with that, Brian. That's, that's no. You like got nowhere to go with it because I just murder. cured.
1: I just cured the drought problem with mass murder. I'm sorry, but. It's, it's <laughs> Needed to be done, and uh, I got to play a flaming guitar while riding a shitty tiny car, so, you know, my day was made. I feel good about it at the end of the day.
2: I feel like a flaming guitar is just like a standard guitar with a lot of sequins on it. You'd be right about that? You'd be correct. But, yeah, so uh, Northern California is kind of on fire right now. Like yeah, for I, real. Notice,
1: I, I did actually notice that on the way back down there was a lot of smoke everywhere, and... Um, you know, like we'll we'll just take a moment. Um, I know they probably don't listen to our podcast because they're jerks, but I just want to say congratulations to uh, friends of the podcast, uh, Matt and Amanda, for uh, getting married. Good job yep. them. That was yep, what I was out there for, and uh, it was it was it was a magical, lovely ceremony. Uh, nothing was lit on fire, and that was cool. So congratulations to them. Um, but yeah, as I was coming back down from said said wedding uh yet the whole top half of the state is and that's the good half too <laughs> like
2: burn the southern half burn our half there's nothing down here i feel I mean, like people say that about the whole united states just burn the southern half actually i think that was probably the theme of our last episode if i don't if i uh, pretty much right yeah right. i think i think we just said uh, burn alabama and missouri <laughs> and definitely
1: florida definitely florida but no it's it's just a shame. like the northern part which is all like nice forests and cool mountains and I don't know. Well, San Francisco, which is you know kind of cool, uh, is just you know it's just there. But um, yeah, that I I apologize kind of for burning that. That was, <laughs> that was
2: kind of. It bad. does make me wonder what we're gonna do though, because th- there isn't. I mean, and I know actually, uh, up by around where you were uh, for the wedding, I know up in Oregon there was some big fires started too. So, uh, and I and I know it happens every season and whatnot, but it just. It feels like, and I don't know, I don't know what your stance is on global warming. I happen to think that it's probably a real thing. I think that science has kind of shown us that we're effed. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. It's it's it just seems like every year it gets hotter and hotter as the norm, and the fires seem to happen more and more, and they're 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 wider spread. And now that we're dealing with drought issues on top of it. I'm starting to wonder what the hell is going to happen in the next 5, 10 years.
1: Yeah, no, actually I was looking at, uh, there's an interesting article I was reading, went out because I was up in Oregon, I was reading, I was thinking about it while I was up there. And uh, this guy basically, well, it's not a guy, a bunch of scientists, uh, climate scientists have said, as climate change occurs, and, and it's also, I mean, part of it is climate change, of course, and I think global warming, we're definitely accelerating with what we've done to the planet over the past like, 100, 200 years. Mm. Uh, but also we're coming to the end of an ice age. I mean, most people don't realize that like 40,000 years ago there was an ice age and it's lasted for like 40,000 years and it's coming to an end, you know, so we're getting hotter whether we want to or not, but we're also accelerating it. Um, But he was, these guys were saying that basically, um, you know how the central California is like where all the food grows, like lots of our produce and stuff comes from central California, Mm. Oregon, like southern Oregon is actually going to basically become like the new breadbasket of America, like, it's going to become, you can gr- you'll can you be able to go. So, if you're looking for a real estate buy, Southern Oregon, you're going to have to sit on that for about 50 to 100 years. But, damn, are your grandkids going to be really grateful you bought some Southern <laughs> Oregon real estate. So, I mean, get in on it now. So, uh, in your yeah, opinion, then,
2: uh, or I mean, I- either a guess or if you've actually read stuff, because I know you read sometimes. No, I don't know how to read. No, you learned. Don't lie. Don't don't regress. Brian. No, I, I listen to people read things to
1: me. And since oh. then, I have picked up a few things. Okay. I read um, Everybody Poops recently, good. which was a strong, good read. I have to say I really liked it. I, later, I'll review that book. Maybe at some point, Do you feel podcast.
2: better about your own uh, bowel movement situation now, knowing that it's not I do. Just you? I do. It's good. strong
1: and good and right now. And good.
2: I don't care what
1: Timmy says. Uh, in in uh, the kid, my 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 classmate in pre-K, uh, because he's a little shit, fuck him. He is. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, I th- I honestly think that he's probably just jealous because you're the only one in pre-K with a beard. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not my
1: fault. I was held back 33 years. <laughs> Wait, I'd be like zero. Uh, I mean, 30. well, I'm not good at math either. So never mind.
2: <laughs> Don't worry, they'll cover that next year. Damn it, Timmy. Um,
1: Timmy's so good at math. <laughs> He just rubs my face in it all the time, and oh, it's even worse because I, I usually pee my pants, and then he rubs my face in that. And it's so you're,
2: wrong. You are really flexible if he's able to rub your face in that.
1: Well, I, that's after he's pantsed me. Oh,
2: wow. Pre-K is I'm, rough for a 30-year-old, huh? It is
1: hard, man. You grow up hard there, and <laughs> I, I'm probably going to like sell drugs or something to get through it. So
2: I uh, well, I mean, that usually comes about second or third grade anyway, so you're on track. Cool. Uh, But no, my question for you is, because you mentioned, you know, sitting on farmland, you know, for 50 to 100 years and, you know, grandkids will be happy. Yes. Uh, So, because in my in my head, I don't know that we've got 50 to 100 years left of survivability on the planet. Oh, we've got 50 to 100 easy. You think so?
1: Oh, yeah. We've got like we're humans, man. We'll serve. We've survived worse than this. We survived the ice age. I think we'll be all right. I mean, they're probably. I'm not gonna lie to you. Some people are gonna die. We're di- <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna have billions of people on the earth anymore. But I mean, that's why you should buy Southern Oregon land right now. Is you know, because then you and your family will be able to build the wall around Southern Oregon, and then just you know, all the other people can be like fetus, and you'll be like, no, I'm sitting <laughs> back here. I have corn for my Nebraska iced tea. Fuck off. You know, that'll be uh, a good day for your family. Uh, we will be thrilled with that. So, no, I think I don't think we've got like I think we've got longer than fifty to hundred years. I think I think shit's gonna get real. Actually, down here in Southern California, you can see like all the people in Mexico. There are a lot of people there, right? Am I wrong on that? I mean, do we no, have? there's a, a lot. Yeah, a lot of people in Mexico, right? So, well, I
2: mean, there's some left. I think most of them are in Southern California now. Right,
1: most of them are coming here. Well, we've got like this. Everyone's all like, we got an immigrant problem. We got an immigrant problem. I'm like, no, we don't have an immigrant problem yet. When shit goes so bad in Mexico and the climate has changed and that thing turns into a desert and they can't grow anything there, and they just flee north, yeah, then we're gonna have a problem. When when they're like Puerto, I could see that day happening in your in my lifetime. That could happen. I mean, we'll be old people, so we'll just sit there and they'll just, I don't know, look at us like, what the hell, man. But that, that, that is could
2: something that I've been wondering about, and and I think we've actually touched on this a little bit in the past. Is how. You know, back in in our parents' generation, there were there were in our parents' generation, they're, our parents they're still alive. But back when they were our age, or maybe even a little younger, um, the you know the the middle-aged uh, workforce, the adults in the world, there was a there was a fuck ton of like factory jobs and manufacturing yep. and stuff like that, and all of that or most of that, I guess I shouldn't say all most mm. of it is you know is now being done out out of the of the US or by and robots but yeah or by robots that's true yeah or it's been automated um and so we have a, a obviously a, a drastic reduction in those types of jobs mm. and then you know some of the other jobs like the call center things get outsourced to, to other uh, other countries and stuff and we do seem to have an ever increasing population so when we do have an influx of for any reason, whether it's because Mexico is shriveled up and is is barren, and they and they you know they flood up north, or you know I don't know, Brian Adams g- t- turns into a zombie and the Canadians come down. Um, whenever we have that influx that you think is going to happen, or even without some sort of supernatural cause, just with our natural growth in the country. At what point do you see us hitting kind of what I call the grapes of wrath time again, where just everything just kind of just fucking pops? Because like right now out here in L.A., you, uh, a one-bedroom apartment costs more than a lot of people pay for their house mortgage payments in other parts of the uh, in other parts of the country. I, I feel like stuff like that's just gonna break, where we're gonna have. No middle class. we're gonna have a fuck ton of really really poor people and then we're gonna have the monopoly people. Yeah, no, I,
1: I think that's definitely I mean it's already if you look at Europe it's kind of happening to them already. like um, Spain has a huge immigrant problem because all the uh, you know I don't know if you like follow the news at all about like all the boats that are like trying to cross everything because they you know they're like people are trying to flee northern Africa right now because a there's too many people uh b there's tons of civil wars everywhere because there's not enough food for everybody and c there's not enough food for everybody and so people are like <laughs> damn i want to go eat food and, and not be killed and and also there's way too many people here so they go to spain and then spain has a bit of a problem because there's so many incoming people they got no jobs for them, so they have this huge unemployment rate on top of their economy already crashing so i think we're going to kind of wind up like we're already headed that way and by the way i'm not saying like we need to like not do it like get away immigrants or we need to deport all the mexican like Like, people that are arguing right now, like, we need to deport all the Mexicans. (laughs) I'm like, they're going to come back. And a (laughs) lot more of them, guys. (laughs) You can send them back down there, but they're just going to come up here. And that's, like, part of the problem is that, like, uh, you know, the wealth inequality, like, we've talked about this on the podcast a lot. There's a huge inequality um, worldwide. I mean, there's people in Mexico and Central America that are destitute, 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 like, I think I'm poor. No, they're way poorer than me, and it's just like, damn, those people are desperate, and they're gonna come north at some point. And I think, yeah, like, um, it's gonna depend on where you're at. Like, I, I personally like, there are days I sit in Los Angeles and think I should get out of here. Well, the getting's good, cause <laughs> you know, thirty, forty years from now, when I'm an old man, and it's a lot harder to flee. Shit could be getting real here, you know. And my walker is not going to make it over the Sierra Madres or Sierra Nevadas. I mean, <laughs> uh, so that I can get out to that sweet, sweet Nevada desert and uh, build my shack. Because I, I think I don't think like everybody is going to flee. I don't think all like we're we're going to get a huge influx of immigrants at some point. Well, I mean, we already are, and then it's just going to get uh, kind of really exciting. And, well, and uh, even
2: even yeah. not with the people problem, but. Uh, like, look at just the uh, the the inflation that we've dealt with as far as gasoline. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, my brother is a, a few years older than me, so he's not. You know, he's definitely our generation. And when he started driving, it was under a dollar a gallon. It was like eighty yeah. some cents a gallon. Um, yeah. By the time I started driving, it was you know it was like a, I think it was like a dollar eighty or something a gallon. And mm. it feels like in the blink of an eye, we got damn close to five dollars a gallon. And then something happened. I don't remember what, but we we it ducked back down another couple dollars. And now, depending on where you are in the in the country, you know you're sitting right around three to four dollars a gallon again. And it was uh it was three twenty nine when I was up in Oregon. And
1: I was well, just oh like, that's whoa, to be nice. Yeah, it was great. Cause when I come back down here, it's literally a dollar more. It's like four. Well, it's like four dollars and nine cents. $4. Yeah. anywhere between 409 and 425 or if you go downtown la has gas over five dollars a gallon right now oh <laughs> um, shit i was driving through downtown the other day and i was like holy cow five dollars and five cents is way too much for a gallon of gas like you can buy a gallon of milk for that you can buy more than a gallon of milk you can buy a yeah. gallon of milk and some cookies why can't we have cookies and milk cars
2: right obviously we've got enough of it it's cheaper let's do that but, but, it's, but so stuff like uh, air travel has been affected by that well travel of any kind but air travel is probably the most common for for vacations yeah. and moves and, and and fleeing as you say. And so you know when when a, when a ticket now costs you so much that you can't afford to do it, you got to think at some point that industry is going to crash. So I just feel like I feel like everything is is going up 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 the cost the cost of doing everything and it does feel like, and I don't want to sound like you know a socialist or whatever, and just blame it on the top. But I do feel like the only people that uh, you know are driving that is obviously the 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 top executives and CEOs that are getting as much out of it as they can while you know while they're working, and hmm. before they retire. And it's I don't know. It's just it's the sort of thing where I feel like raising raising the wages doesn't seem like it was. Uh, it seems like it would make sense, except then you, know, you factor in that all the other businesses are probably going to have to adjust and raise prices of everything to make up for paying everybody more. So it just kind of, we're in the same fucked position, just the numbers are elevated on both sides.
1: Well, yeah, no, I think, I think the main thing that I, I think is going to happen... Is that? And this is this. Is, uh, w- this is just like a super fatalistic podcast, I guess. We're just go like. Might as I well. I don't think
2: we were planning on this, but well, here we are. <laughs> whatever. Greenhouse gases and economy, and uh, <laughs> the and, and, Horde, and don't worry, we'll get to Chicago sports in a second too, just to round it out. It's
1: almost as depressing as the apocalypse that we're is coming upon us. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the uh, what was I thinking of? Oh yeah, no, I mean, I genuinely think that at some point within thirty to forty years the earth is going to do its best to kill us because it does that we haven't had a war. I mean, we had a whole bunch of wars at the beginning of the 20th century that kind of kept the population down, but then we haven't really had anything bad and we've been curing and, 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 um, man, we had a whole podcast on it. Why can't I remember the word vaccinating, there you go vaccinating and, and, and curing and not having giant wars and, and just killing people with sky robots now. Um, you know, like things. It sounds great, doesn't it? Right, the future is great, but the problem is there's not enough room on planet Earth, so either we need to get a whole bunch of people off, like shoot the nation of India off to Mars or something, I guess, um, or China. Either one. Uh, I don't want to go though, so that's really the point I'm driving at: is don't send me, because <laughs> I will just I will be back faster than an illegal immigrant crossing the border after you deported me. Fuck you guys! Don't send me to Mars. Anyway, <laughs> um, not my point. Uh, now I'm just obsessed with like writing a science fiction novel about a guy who's like, I'm not going to no stinking Mars essay. Like, gets on a fucking spaceship, like flies back. Robo George Bush is out in the out in the space. He's just like, I'm gonna shoot that plane down.
2: <laughs> space time strategery. <laughs> Come on now, let's build a wall, a wall around Earth. Let's do it. Let's get a big, a big floating wall out there in space. See, it'll it'll catch all the moon rocks. I want to keep yeah. them for my collection. Yeah, that'd be great. I like that
1: we're both George W. Bush talking to ourselves. Like you're like the voice. I, inside I George like to w. think Bush's that's
2: head. that's really how it is here with George W. It's just yeah, pretty it's like much it's always just George W. Talking to George W.
1: There's a voice in his head and he talks to it. Like, yeah. oh yeah, this is a great idea. We the should Iraq. rack. Yeah, problem is right. they
2: don't always get along. Those voices they sometimes they they they're at, they're, at, they're at odds against one another. It's kind of a difficult nah, we scenario. Got, we
1: gotta invade Iraq. I don't I don't care what you're saying. Now nah, we gotta get in there. No, but it's I don't think
2: there's really a reason nah. or a cause to do such a thing and it's gonna be expensive. Shut up or I'm gonna hit my head on the desk and silence you again. And you'll get oh all no, quiet. don't do that. I, I think don't. you're right. Never mind, let's invade. Bam. I see nothing wrong with the plan.
1: Exactly. That's Can we, we just do Iraq?
2: a whole podcast sometime where we're just this doing the same impersonation of someone? Just the whole time and just have conversations with ourselves. With
1: we, we should do one where we do one as every president in the history of
2: the United States having a conversation with his inner thoughts. You know what's really sad, though? Hmm. First of all, I don't know how many presidents we've had. I'm going to say 46? Forty. 40. No, Clinton was the 43rd, I think. Was so 45? Much. Yeah, like 45th, I think. I think Obama's 45th. You're a history guy. A, I was counting on you to know that, and B, I was closer than I thought. Well, good job. Thank you. Um... But uh, So having 40-whatever presidents, I I could only think of how to attempt, like, no, four of them. <laughs> Beyond well, that, the it would just be saying with the, the name. That's the best part. We'll do Martin Van Buren as a
1: racist Chinese accent. It would not even <laughs> matter. We'll <laughs> just be like, oh, Martin Van Buren here. I want to uh, invade um, uh, the Louisiana Purchase. You know, and we'll just, that's just wait, crazy
2: voices. That's Asian?
1: That was Asian by way of, like, a whole bunch of other places.
2: Like, it kind of um, had, like, some French in there a little bit, I think. Sure. They're Vietnamese.
1: They're French Vietnamese. Yeah, it's it's a thing. <laughs> so, yeah, we just do crazy voices. Like, Andrew Jackson just sounds like a Southerner. Why, <laughs> yes, I'm Andrew Jackson, and I talk to myself. Let's kill all the Indians, shall we? Yay. And then as we'll just do as, that. As
2: long as you're okay with me being not remotely factually accurate on any of them cuz Oh god I'm no.
1: We're making up most of the stuff. Like
2: sweet. Abraham, La- I'm Abraham Lincoln. I helped keep the country
1: together through the Civil War and also I fought zombies and killed elephants for fun. You know, Yay. Just like, like why not? We'll just make stuff up about the presidents. No, I'm one.
2: super excited for this podcast. It's like Christmas. I just want to go to sleep now and not wake up till it's time to do that one.
1: I mean, people will write in and tell us we're idiots and and probably traitors to our country, but whatever,
2: you know. I do want to point out, um, I, I hope we got a new listener out of this because uh, we had, from our last episode, uh, where we kind of, well, as you mentioned, the, the lawyer got really mad at me. But um, Dry Room Productions, the the ad that, that we got running on Facebook for that episode was uh, was was based off of Blake and Miranda's split. And of course, you know, in the caption, we had, you know, Blurk Shurton. And yep. we actually got uh got a little bit of feedback from one of the people that saw that and they kinda called us out on it. They were like, Don't you mean Blake Shelton? And of course I had to go on and, and, and explain that we he's always blurked us. He's but blurk. Um I'd like to think that we opened some eyes with that because uh, clearly that you know, she hadn't heard the show before, but I know she's listening now. So thanks for listening. And uh, And blurk thanks you too yeah Blurk Blurk our new boss thanks you a lot Blurk shirt and thanks you Interesting uh jam session by the way I uh that was actually that was something we had recorded uh, a little bit previously before before the actual split broke um yeah. and talk about see, that's the power I wield on this show man I'm telling you we before we even released that we predicted that I would be the cause of of uh, Blake and uh, Blurk and Miranda's uh, separation. You played Lancelot, sir, in their Nashville Camelot. How
1: dare you? Well, she's purdy. <laughs>
2: that's all I got. Sorry.
1: You be quiet, sirth Yurinka. Blurk <laughs> shirt in <and> his <laughs> arm. No, don't you?
2: no, we're not morphing my name. My name is weird enough as it is. Fine. Although, unless you unless you want to be Burn, Burn Wireless. Holy shit, that's a good name. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I want to be burn whirless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that know. For some reason, cool. I'm just
2: picturing you as a as a claymation snowman singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer.
1: I sort of envisioned me as like a little bit Dwight Eisenhower, like crossed with Rudy Valley. That was what I figured burn Wirless would look like. I could see that actually. See, Sirth Jurinka, though he
2: he sounds to me like he played quarterback for the Bears. Sirth Jurinka sounds like a Swedish guy. First of all, that's true. Actually, never mind. Yeah. And and so if anything, he plays rugby. And yeah. and and he's devastatingly handsome, but he's got just grotesque teeth.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's great until he smiles and then you're like, "Ugh, go back to Sweden and make practical furniture for low income families. Get out of
2: here. Oh, wow. I don't know where that came from. All of a sudden I turned into Ernie. <laughs> I don't even know what I was doing. Were you, were I, you I didn't know I was making noises with my mouth and that just came out. Were you trying to do like a Swedish chef impersonation? I, no, because I can do that. Like
1: herdy birdie, herdy bird
2: bird. I don't I, I don't I don't even think I was gonna say anything. Like if you were to say, wait, Seth, what were you about to say? There weren't words behind the eyeballs on that one. I think my just mouth just started to open and just sounds came out and it, it kinda came out like, Hey Bert. You just made the sounds of a gay puppet. Why I not? did. So that's just it's your So your
1: standard off, like if your brain goes offline, you'll just be a gay (laughs) puppet. That's Okay, fine.
2: Speaking of puppets, this is sad. Um, Did you hear, uh, and this is going to sound like a joke, and maybe it is. I don't really know. Maybe they're just, I I don't know what they're doing. Uh, So, you know, the the Muppets are going to be on with a new show. I was just about to say, yeah,
1: I'm really fucking pumped about that, by the way.
2: Okay, and no, I am too. It actually looks really great, but did you hear the news that it, I'm guessing is either just a publicity stunt to kind of churn attention for the show, or maybe it's going to be storyline of the show? But um, apparently uh, Kermit and Miss Piggy announced that they're getting a, a sp- they're splitting up. They can't split up. They've never been together. No, they've always been together. What? No, like the whole thing is like Miss Piggy wants to go with Kermit, and Kermit's like, <laughs> well, No, I'm no, I'm no, no, see, the thing gay. is that they've always been together, but he's not big on PDA, so she's always like, "Oh, Kermit," and he's always like, mm, "No, I, I, don't want the the no ham in public, please." And it's just kind of, but they've you always a good, been. A you have
1: a good Kermit, but your Miss Piggy sounds like someone is squashing an ant. <laughs> like it just, it, it, your Kermit is solid, but the Miss Piggy is, it just sounds like the
2: noise of a cartoon ant. All right, well then here you. I'll tell you what. I'll do Kermit. You do Piggy. Let's see what you got, big boy. I have nothing for Miss Piggy. I so. want to hear it. Let's hear you, Miss Piggy. Uh, you'd say something. All right. All right. The re- Hi, you know hope. for the
1: next. For the next few minutes while we talk about the Muppet Show, we will talk about it as mu- as Kermit and Miss Piggy. So let's nice. do this.
2: Hi ho, Kermit the Frog here.
1: Uh, I, miss Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh frogs and uh <laughs> I don't
2: I don't
1: well,
0: really care much for bacon. Um, uh, Piggy, yeah.
2: you, you sound um you, you sound a little sick. It's <laughs> like Swine flu. <laughs> I hope that none of this gets edited out because I don't think I've ever heard you not know what to say, Miss Piggy. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a first for sure, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm a pig and stuff. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this Muppets thing we're doing is super awesome, right, Kermit? I'm so excited about it.
2: Um, yeah, no, the show's gonna be great. I'm a little sad about our divorce though. Or sp- we're, we're I- d- can we get we divorced? Nev- I don't know if we were ever married.
1: We never were. Uh they I mean they just let gay people get married. They're not gonna let frogs and pigs get <laughs> married. Jesus.
2: Piggy, your voice is getting deeper and deeper as it goes.
1: Yeah, well the swine flu sets in, it gets worse, you know, uh and um um uh, my balls dropped, <laughs> so just <laughs> I mean this is what happens when Frank Oz retires. Shit just goes wrong, man. Just Miss Piggy just starts to sound like this. <laughs> um, I, uh, um, uh, God, I, I, what does she even sound like? Like, uh, <laughs> i Miss Piggy, uh, <laughs> I guess. Um, I, I'm, I create original characters, I don't do other people's characters. Apparently, now.
2: all right. Yeah. That worked out. I used to be able to do Miss Piggy. I haven't, I, that sounded weird. I haven't done Piggy in a while. Well, uh, you, you, you where when you, I mean, your piggy isn't bad. It's just not like flawless like mine, obviously. <laughs> yes, yours is spot on. Now, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very high. That's not it at all either. I don't know. Uh, see, it's, right? It's like I'm a mixture of, it's like a high, it's high pitched with a little bit of, uh, yo- well, it was Frank Oz, so it's a little bit of Yoda, like, mm, but also, uh, like with a high pitch, so. Yeah, I, don't, like I don't really fucking know. Do I used to be able to do it. I, I don't know. I can't do it anymore. I'm sad.
1: I tried to do Gonzo for a long time, but I couldn't really do Gonzo. Gonzo's like
2: a weird be. one. Yeah,
1: well, he's I mean actually the closest ways, to yeah. Yoda, I think.
2: But there's something different
1: there. Yeah, he's got kind of like he sounds like sort of like someone's Jewish uncle with a cold. <laughs> so that's kind of the closest I think anybody can get to Gonzo. But that's yeah, I tried that and it didn't work out.
2: Um, I uh, uh, I, I once good. tried Fozzie Bear, and all I could get was this, ah, which I can't even do that anymore. But that's all right. Uh, I like to do
1: Rolf the dog because that's pretty close to me. Um, hey man, uh, pretty much just Rolf the dog just talks like this. We just that's true. Like grub- yeah, L- a little, yeah, a a little, little so
2: more gruff, I think.
1: Yeah, he's got a little harder edge to him. Uh, like maybe he's done a little bit of blow on the piano, when the cameras aren't <laughs> on him. It's a little. It's a hard life when you're a piano playing dog. Did
2: you I know imagine. that? Uh, and there's like a 10% chance that what I'm about to say here is wrong, but I don't think I am. Did you know that Rolf was actually the first Muppet? No, you are absolutely correct. Yes, he was. Yep.
1: I did know that, and uh, now our listeners do too. You're welcome. So you listen to our show, you get educated. About
2: Not so much on how characters should sound, but at least yeah. about their history.
1: Right. Yeah, we've got uh, Muppet history done. Muppet impressions, eh, shakier, but Muppet history, oh, man, we're on that. And uh, I, I just don't really think the myth. I mean,
2: Miss Piggy and Kermit getting divorced. What? That's definitely a publicity stunt. Because well, they think were never that together. Literally is going to be part of the storyline. Because I don't think it's the Muppet show. Uh, like, I don't think it's the variety show. I think they're going to do more of like a modern family, like try and have like little storylines and shit. So maybe that's maybe they're setting that up. Like that's what the story is going to be about.
1: Yeah, That's probably that might be it. Yeah, just like. But still, that's just they were never together. It's like I get I like how the Muppets have become like they, they sort of like totally are the um uh baby boomer generation avatar for like it's like they started out as like these hippie free spirits like woo we're the Muppets, we're awesome. That there there's my Miss Piggy impersonation. Um, she was closer than what you were doing earlier, yeah. We're awesome and we're Miss Piggy and Kermit and stuff. And now they've kinda wandered off into now like, no, we're corporate shields for Disney. Woo <laughs> Yeah, you know, like just like, all right, fine, I guess. You, you chronicle the story of the Baby Boomers, more or less. We started out like hippies, and now we work for the man. We are the man. <laughs> Poor Muppets
2: and Baby Boomers. And just like the Baby Boomers, the Muppets won't retire. I mean, which I'm happy about. I enjoy them. B- Muppets and Baby Boomers, I guess. But uh, I uh, want the Baby Boomers to, like... I'm kind of annoyed, see, because there's so many of them that they still
1: have control over everything. Well, And they still have all the jobs. The
2: That's the thing. Yeah, no, They're not retiring, and so... It's kinda like that that ebb and flow of like your parents work and you go to school and then eventually your parents retire and you work and in the olden days oh. you care for your parents. But now it's like your parents worked and you went to school and then your parents continued to work and you went to a little bit more school with more money and then your parents continued to work and you got out of school and were like, Can I work? And your parents said, No, I'm still doing it So you moved back in with your so parents So you moved <laughs> back in with your parents and you just got to the And end now of the they're cycle. mad at you and you're <laughs> like, What the hell? <laughs> Stop
1: being mad at me. You won't retire. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it is uh, it is a vicious circle there. But, like, well, there's so many of them, they still influence politics. I mean, uh, how the baby boomers vote really influences the vote still. It's true. So, you know, it used to be, like, the older generation would kind of go
2: away after a while. But there's so many of the baby boomers that they haven't started dying off really it's yet. It's because, like you said, it's because your medicine, your vaccines, and your sky robots, man. Yeah. So, you know, they're going to keep going. And, and hey. Like I said, I got no ill will against Baby Boomer Generation.
1: Well, no, that's our parents. But there's just so many of them that it's like, dang, guys, this is a difficult act to follow here, you know? We're not sure what to do. And you seem to really dislike our, I I think they don't like us because we remind them of themselves. Like these damn kids not buying cars and being all environmentally responsible and, and, uh, you know, and, and, and doing what they want to do and not doing, not, not towing the line. Why don't you work them nine to five jobs? And we answer, A, because we don't want to, and B, because you're still working them. So what do we do?
2: I think you, may, you maybe have a point, though, because think about this. Uh, the baby boomers back when they were our age-ish or younger. Mm. Um, you know, they were the ones doing the uh like the protests and stuff about about Nam and whatnot. So yeah, 60s and know, 70s. they were probably, just yeah. as liberal and activisty as as you know our generation is now and it's true. Then they started having kids. yeah, and uh, I've noticed when people have kids,
1: they get way more like paranoid. Not everybody, but uh some people like they have kids and all of a sudden like think they they people who before would have been like, Who's running for president? Some dude. Who cares? Woo! Now it's like, what does he feel about education? Huh? <laughs> huh? How does he feel about that? What does he feel about uh, social security? And what does he feel? How does he feel about children's rights? What is? What, and all of a sudden, you're like, whoa! Now you see. Now you give a shit. You spent your early twenties doing bong hits and and ignoring and skipping class, and now all of a sudden you give a shit. It's like, um, I don't know. Uh, there's some people that have kids, by the way. Not everybody that does that. I know quite a few responsible parents who are not paranoid weirdos
2: i feel like we have to clarify that with everything we say on this show we're not trying to classify every single individual that fits the mold we're talking about just a lot of them there's there's there
1: i've I've noticed that my friends who before pre-child were like i don't care whatever all of a sudden baby everything must be the most like put them in bubbles what president says we should put our babies in bubbles because i'm voting for that guy (laughs) <laughs> and was like, um, okay, Bubble Babies, Bubble Babies. Um, you remember? Do you remember Muppet future. Babies?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I remember Muppet Babies. Don't they have them around anymore? Are they gone. They're gone now. I aren't think they're they? completely like gone. But I mean, like the cartoon. Do you remember the cartoon? Yeah, yeah,
1: like early '90s. The Muppet Baby. I forget the song, but yeah. Um, and then like, uh, Piggy looked like um she had like she looked really '90s, like early '90s, like that yeah. was when she morphed. Stopped being, like, 70s piggy, and when she was, like, in her baby, Muppet baby years, all of a sudden she was, like, early 90s, like, uh, what was Barbie's little sister's name? She uh, looked like Barbie's little sister.
2: What was well, what was what was Barbie's little, uh, wh- uh, what
1: was her name? I should know this. In first grade, I played Barbies with a girl down the street, so I should know this. I skipper? S- was I it Skipper? I Skipper, but I feel like that's yeah, a boy. I think it was Skipper. No, no, Skipper was the girl. It was. I'm going to name my kid Skipper. That's a good name. I'm going to warn Treya, then. Yeah, I'm yeah, try. She's gonna totally agree. You'd be like, <laughs> Oh my god, we're totally naming our daughter Skipper and we're gonna get her a car, just like her big sister Barbie. Now, if uh if you have
2: a son, are you gonna name him Gilligan?
1: No, he's gonna be Ken, obviously.
2: I mean come on. Did Ken ever have a little brother? I, see now we're getting deep into Barbie lore here and I have no idea I don't know our listeners need to let us know uh, and I actually wondered this myself like a month ago a uh, mm-hmm. friend of mine posted a picture with uh, they're wearing a uh, female friend I uh, got a long blonde wig uh, for right. a uh, cosplay she's gonna do uh, at a convention coming up and in my head I instantly was like oh you could totally do Barbie and I and I and I was like oh man if there was like because I'm clearly not Ken. Anybody who's ever actually seen me, and I'm not Ken, but I was like, if there's like a little boy in the Barbie family, I would totally go <laughs> as him. <There> you go <laughs> be like, yeah. But That's I couldn't find one, so I don't. If there is, I I didn't look hard enough. Uh, so yeah, uh, listeners, feel free to write in, tweet in, whatever, and let us know the genealogy of the Barbies.
1: Illuminate us about Barbies. Family and her boyfriend's family. Did Ken have a little brother? Did Barbie's multiracial friends have boyfriends? I don't remember there being a black male Barbie. But I, I remember there being a horse. black female Barbie. I remember she had a horse. Well, I mean, obviously she had a horse in the car and all kinds of. But I mean, like people. I'm talking about people here. Oh, yeah, not
2: just of course. Well, you had a and horse. here's a, here's another here's another fictional uh couple because you you mentioned her boyfriend Ken. Did Barbie right. and Ken never hit, get hitched either? No, they got married. They
1: did. They had a thing like back in the mid two thousands. I remember there was this like big like thing like Barbie and Ken finally married after their thirty year engagement. Living in sin, man. Right? Those filthy. I mean, well, kind of living in sin if you consider rubbing
2: non specific genitalia
1: against each other. Like, (laughs) I
2: guess. Well, I hate to tell you this, but when they actually started, they both had genitals. They've rubbed them so much they're just flat spots now. Wow, that makes
1: so much. Barbie is terrifying
2: now that I think of. It. I'm not letting her anywhere near my daughters. Well, and ju- uh, just think about it. That's actually scientifically accurate. If you have too much sex, your dick will fall off, Brian. Wow,
1: Ken, that's rough for you, buddy. I kind of feel for him, kind of, you know. But at so. the same
2: time, he had a lot of sex to get there. So, I mean, you can't feel that bad, right? For I
1: mean, he had to be like, like, I mean, do you do you think that it was just with Barbie because her friends don't have genitals either, and Ken's the only guy in that's the Barbie true. universe? So was he just, like, rubbing genitals on everybody there and just... Poof. Unless he had a little brother, in which case I kind of think he might have been getting some some sweet Barbie's friends on the side. I like that we're debating the whether Ken was monogamous with Barbie <laughs> or not. Like, we started out with, you know, the apocalypse is coming and doom is going <laughs> to sweep down on this nation. Also, Ken may have rubbed his genitals off from all the sex he had without Barbie and her friends and his polygamous, weird... Oh my God, polygamy Barbie! Please, Mattel, make that for me. <laughs> I want that sister wives, Barbie sister <laughs> wives, <laughs> Barbie sister wives. We're just like Ken and his like he's Ken, polygamy Ken. He comes with three different houses and three different wives. <laughs> Boom, collect them all. There you go, Mattel. Just did your job for you. Yeah. So this episode should be sponsored by Mattel. Yep, sponsored by Mattel. The sponsored by Mattel polygamy. Um, Muppet Impressions episode.
2: Although I, I don't know that we want to be sponsored by Mattel because we'd have to actually clean up our language a lot. They have some. They have some pretty strict rules. Have they you seen the Transformer movies? Oh no, that's Hasbro. Damn yeah. Well, no. Th- I. I. When I. What I'm talking about is um, WWE. They've got a uh, a very lucrative deal with Mattel for uh, their action figures and shit. And as a result. They they shifted. I don't know if you remember back in back in when we were in high school and stuff like when we had like Stone Cold and The Rock and everything, and it was the attitude era, and it was, you know, suck it, and it was it was edgy. Um, they've toned it down. They now refer to it as the PG era, and it's uh, it's it's very 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 aimed to be family friendly. And people, a lot of uh, you know the older fans bitch about it, but. It, it stays there because, and they've even said in some interviews, uh, Vince and you know, and some of the other higher ups have talked about the fact that it's based off the fact that they have a deal with Mattel, and so they kind of have to, they have to maintain a certain image now. A PG image in yeah. which they
1: have a leprechaun named Hornswoggle <laughs> come out from <laughs> under the stage and make rude gestures at people. Yes. Yeah. Way to keep it clean, WWE. Yeah. Yeah. Nice work, guys.
2: Can you imagine if this show was a uh, had to be had to maintain PG status.
1: We should try to do it someday. We should just call it the PG show and just see what happens.
2: I think it would last like a minute tops, or it would yeah, be just probably. very heavily edited. That could be fun too. Count the bleeps. Yeah.
1: Let's bleep us, bleep ourselves, and edit out parts where we talk about Barbie's fucking. Each Our other.
2: editor is literally shaking his head right now. Yeah, up Yeah, that's action no. booth. <laughs> that's a big
1: no. Well, we, s- we remain a hard R for you, the fans, and we are denying all that Mattel money.
2: Yeah, hope you hope uh, you appreciate that, yeah, yeah, your listeners out there. And unfortunately, as a result, you won't be getting any Seth or Brian action figures anytime soon. Sorry. Yeah, we're not gonna
1: be able to give away though. I'm still holding out for an Astro Glide sponsorship. <laughs> the amount of <laughs> fucking we just talked about in this episode, we should definitely get an Astro. I was gonna Glide say we gotta
2: talk about it more though, Brian. The actual product—you can't just continually squirt it inside yourself. I
1: thought that would be enough, but But nobody's going for it. This is a
2: radio program, though. They have no idea you're doing it unless we tell them. See? You see your flaw?
1: That would have helped to know that about seven tubes ago. I know, right? Fine. So football season's coming up. Yeah, speaking of ass-fucking, how are the Bears doing?
2: (laughs) I just want to say, first of all, by the way, I guarantee, unedited, that transition is going to sound like a cut. Because it just, oh yeah, it <laughs> I, I had nothing. I had absolutely nothing. I wanted to talk about Already football go. a little bit, and, and uh, it's going to sound very fake. But that was actually the way it came out, guys. That was live. That yeah. was raw. Uh, live, raw, raw, raw there. Totally. And to answer your question, uh, I don't know what to expect. I, I'm going to go ahead and do what I always do this time of year and say, the fucking Chicago Bears are going to win the Super Bowl. And now you can do what you do. And so it goes, folks. The Chicago hope has risen as the Cubs have been almost eliminated
1: from playoff contention. Have and they? And the White Sox. Yeah, the Whites, uh, The Cubs are still in the playoff hunt for the wild card. Okay. Uh, barely. Mm. Uh, and the White Sox have pretty much officially thrown in the uh, towel. Well, that's so fine. They're not really a Chicago team. Fuck them. Uh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, and so now it is time for the great Bear Hope to once again hoist itself out of Lake Michigan where it has sunk to the bottom and crawl its way towards Soldier Field, uh, while the ravens circle overhead, preparing to pick the meat off of the Baltimore the Ravens. Body. Sure, why not? Hmm. Yeah, you should see Joe Flacco with wings. It's pretty fucking <laughs>
2: epic. Man. I'm just picturing Birdman now.
1: It's pretty. It's a lot like that. He has a mask and everything, and uh, yeah. But no, I mean the Bears. They still have Jay Cutler, so Yay. you know, there's that. Um. They Matt Forte might be in. Th- I I think Matt Forte is gonna run the ball a lot this year. Is my thing. You think so? Because Tressman's gone, didn't he? Wasn't he sort of a pass happy coach? Um,
2: yes. I think the big thing is he just a wasn't a defensive
1: coach. Obviously not. And so now they've got their new dude that I don't even remember the name of.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't either.
1: I remember the Forty ers new guy, Tom Sula. Yes, old Tom Ma. Sula. Tom Sula you got to win a Super Bowl when your coach is named Tom Sula. The word out of the 49ers camp is that quarterback Colin Kaepernick is dead. Is having a great year because he went to Arizona and worked with none other than Hall of Famer Kurt Warner to help him wait, fix wait, 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 his wait, wait, wait. terrible throwing. Kurt
2: Warner's not in the Hall of Fame yet, is he? He should be if he's not. I don't think he's old enough yet, dude.
1: Yeah, okay, fine. Future Hall of Famer Kurt Warner uh, helped him fix a lot of his throwing mechanics and I think uh, I think he's got to be better because he was terrible last year. So this will be the part of the year where I say, "Go Niners! We're gonna have a
2: better record than the Sea Squawks. It's gonna happen." Now uh, we've got a lot of uh, a lot of listeners that are our uh, twelfth man. So I'm sorry, twelfth what? Twelfth man. And what is that? There aren't
1: twelve people on a football field. Learn to count, Seattle. God, just flaunting their ignorance to all of us like there's 12 men there's not even 12 men on a team you can't have that <laughs> call yourself the 11.1 man i don't care you can't have it can't be done <laughs> nobody's nobody's uh hanging out i'm i'm the fifth baseman there's not five bases <laughs> Not even four bases and <laughs> no one's doing that It's how dumb you sound seattle come on oh the 12th man you know, go play fourth
2: base good luck guys just
1: saying <laughs> I've taunted Seattle fans.
2: You're That's my thing this year, by the way. Your <laughs> your venom. Oh, I know. By the way, I I saw your Facebook post earlier. and I loved it. It was hilarious. It was. It's Go ahead, I'm,
1: t- I'm gonna I'm gonna taunt Seattle fans this year. This is the, you lost the Super Bowl to a deflate ball a ball deflated man. You know what? If you'd won, I might not be doing this. But you lost, and so now my ire has returned, and I am back in 49er Nation. Well, it's, it's just
2: you know they. They 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 basically they got the offer. I think I think Goodell really went to him and said, "Hey, would you guys like to uh to get you know back to back championships? Do you want to repeat?" Yeah. And uh, and really you know they nice thought team. about it, but they decided to pass. <laughs>
1: Eat at Seattle. Enjoy your <laughs> rain and your fourth base.
2: <laughs>
1: totally. Make that make that third hoop shot in the third hoop up there. Oh, wait, you don't have a basketball team because your basketball team was so depressed it left.
2: Yeah, now what about I, – I had heard that uh, – wasn't there something in the works in the last year or so that Seattle was going to – like or some team was going to come back and maybe even be the Supersonics again or something? Yeah,
1: it might happen, and I do miss Seattle Supersonics. They had a really kick-ass look to them. Uh, and they were always way year, better than the Blazers. I know that. They were not always way better than the Blazers, but they were a good rival. Um, And, and I mean, now Blazers just have the Lakers, and they're pathetic now, and it's just like, oh, not even any fun to beat up on them. And Seattle just has no team now, so it's like, well, what do we do? Like, uh, anytime you go up there and you're like, hey, the Blazers are good, all you ever hear from a Seahawks fan is, oh, the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. It's not the same sport. <laughs> it's not the same freaking sport. You can't counter with, oh, but we won the Super Bowl. Who cares? It doesn't matter. You don't even have a basketball team. It's like showing up at a track meet and telling people you won the chess match. It's like no one cares. No one cares at all, Seattle. So. Yeah. Uh. See, aren't you happy? I've moved off Chicago to Seattle. Now. I'm loving it. Let's just loop back around. So, wow. the Bears. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about their chances in the NFC? Because I don't think the Lions got any stronger. I think their
2: chances in the NFC are way better than they are in the AFC. Yeah, well, particularly their
1: division. I mean, they got the Minnesota Vikings, who are kind of getting better. I mean, the Vikings the Vikings back. Might,
2: might do a decent showing as long as Adrian Peterson doesn't fuck you don't over again. <laughs> don't smack a baby. Yeah, um, that'd be nice because he's
1: still on my fantasy team, my key, our, our keeper league. I have him in that. and uh, Honestly, uh, the way really you great. cling
2: to Adrian Peterson makes me feel like it, it just gives a new meaning to the term fantasy because you just you don't let go of that dream. You're like, he's going to work for me one of these years. It's going to be 2006 again soon, right? It will. I cling to him, and my hope for him,
1: like a Chicago sports fan, clings to its sports teams. I, I cling. That's fair. I cling so hard, uh, and yeah, I I don't know though. I just think like they've got Adrian Peterson, they got Terry Bridgewater at quarterback. He's kind of a young guy, he might be okay, but uh, I mean, that's kind I mean,
2: it really comes down to the pack. And uh, well, the they, thing is, I think even the Lions have a have a decent shot too.
1: I don't think so. Here's, I'm going to say something this year. I've been I've watched him for years. I've been a fan for years. Matthew Stafford is not a great quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback, but he's not good enough to get them to a winning record, I don't think. And I think and that is a major uh, flaw. And they lost Suh, right? Yeah, I mean, they replaced him with a dude from the Ravens who's a little older, but he's nowhere near as good as Suh. Suh's definitely like the best defensive tackle. So their defense, which was already a little suspect, got worse. And their offense, which has been kind of good, like they still got Calvin Johnson, I guess. That's, you know, Megatron's still there, but i mean i just like matt stafford has had the best receiver in the nfl to throw to and the lions offense is still not the best they're not that great they're not i don't even think they're even top 10 offense in the nfl and their defense is clearly bottom 10 so i just don't think the lions are going to be a threat and they're going to continue to be just like the
2: city of detroit a contender only in their own minds so so yeah. as far as the NFC North, are you basically thinking that the pack is going to win that and the Bears and Vikings can only hope for wildcard then or what? That's kind of what I mean. As long
1: as Aaron Rodgers is leading the pack, they seem kind of unbeatable in the NFC North until the Bears get rid of Jay Cutler and find someone that can lead as well as Aaron Rodgers. Because that's to me the Pack. the Packers just have good leadership. I mean, yeah. they they do. Yeah, that's really the difference between them. and The Bears is Aaron Rodgers. And Jay well, Cutler, and they and here's the, the Taylor of two and, I,
2: and I know I've said this before, and I know that I've ranted against this before as well, because I will, I think I've established, I am not going to be somebody that jumps to Jay Cutler's defense. I will be one of the first people to say, fuck this guy, get rid of him. But at the same time, it's like there are two Jay Cutlers. It, mm. there, there's Jay Cutler that just reminds me why it's the Chicago Bears. And then there's mm. Jay Cutler that actually well he doesn't deserve to be the highest paid quarterback in the league but there's Jay Cutler that actually wins fantasy football games and uh and and actually get you know gets things done you know in 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 the in the clutch it, it it's weird i think it's why they have such a uh like just a middle of the road record they always do just good enough to to fuck the draft and just bad enough to miss the playoffs is what i say and i think it's because he plays he plays some games, great, and you're like, "Awesome, we can do this." And then he plays other games. It's like, "Were you, were you closing your eyes? What were you doing?" Yeah, it does depend on which which Jay Cutler you get,
1: and that is part of the Bears' problem is that he's not a bad enough quarterback to sink it and let them draft a good quarterback. He's a good enough quarterback that he doesn't do that for you. He literally, he, he occasionally goes out there and wakes up and is like, "You know what?" I'm gonna rock today. I'm gonna be the best quarterback in the NFL today. And he goes out and he passes for like 400 yards and 10 touchdowns.
2: And then the next week he throws 10 picks. And you're like, what? what you know which what he one is? Are you? I just realized he is literally playing. He's the equivalent of uh, gambling addiction for for the Bears front office. Like it's it's like the guy that sits there at the video poker machine and he's like. Eighty dollars down, and he's thinking, "Ah, oh, God, it's such an I've I've thrown so much money away. Ah, i I'll <laughs> play it a little bit longer. I can win it back. It's it's that because you know you yep. you you hit you win for you win one one spin for two dollars. You're like, here we go, and then all of a sudden you throw oh, another yeah. sixty away. Yeah, you're
1: down another five. Yeah, you're like, yeah, ah, Yeah oh and then at the end of the season, you're like, why do we still have this guy?
2: <laughs> why did we just sign him for a really really long time and a lot of money?" Yeah,
1: well, he'll be gone in t- one more year, two more years.
2: You, you think can so? get a new quarterback?
1: Uh, no, yeah, it's his contract, and the Bears have said if he doesn't get better, they're gonna get rid of him.
2: I so. thought though, wasn't it last year that he signed that seven-year deal?
1: He did, but not all of it's guaranteed. After like year three, they can waive
2: it. Oh,
1: okay. Part only part of the money's guaranteed after that. So he's guaranteed the first three years of his contract. I think. I think I'm right about this. I could be wrong. Um, listeners, write in and tell me I'm full of shit if you're Jay Cutler following. Uh, contract fans. But I think, yeah, I, I know they can <laughs> get rid of him in, like, not... It's either at the end of this year or at the end of next year they can get rid of Jay Cutler. Um, and I think they should. Um, and they should start developing someone now. Because that's what the Pack did that was so genius, was they let Rodgers sit behind Favre for four years. And then when he was ready, they let him go. And they've never looked back. If and only Chicago
2: had... Some sort of a backup quarterback that was almost as good, if not potentially maybe even better, than Cutler. If only they had somebody like that.
1: Uh, Maybe his name could start with Kyle or, um, man, uh, Josh maybe. One of those two guys. That'd be good. Yeah. That'd be a thing. (laughs) But, uh, no, they've never had that. They've never had a fellow named Josh McCown that was just as good as Jay Cutler or
2: Kyle Orton who got them way further. Or Rex Grossman, who at least got them to a Super Bowl. To be fair, Rex Grossman didn't get them to the Super Bowl. The defense and special teams got them to the Super Bowl. But Rex Grossman didn't get in the way. That like, is that's true. That's the difference
1: between Rex Grossman and Jay Cutler. Rex Grossman was like, cool, hand the football off and shut the fuck up. I can do that. Uh, Jay Cutler likes to think he's the greatest quarterback in the world. He's like, no, guys, guys, I'm going to throw it to the end zone. Don't worry, I got this. <laughs> we're and on, we're on the five. No, I yeah, got no, this. we're not going to we're not going to run it. I know Matt Matt, I know you want to run it in, but shh, 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 I got this.
2: You know, and uh, then he throws you know it who else and does it. that? Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You,
1: or Pete Carroll. Yep. Uh, no, actually uh, let's just call it. it's the we we haven't I mean we haven't really got to our NFL preview episode, but right now, if you had to say who do you think the most valuable fantasy player is going to be this year, hit me with your thoughts.
2: Well, you know I don't follow college football at all. So as far as rookies and shit, I got nothing. Um, No, there's
1: not any. No rookies gonna be that big this year. So,
2: um, well, actually, wait. Before we do this, then before we get off rookies, uh, the the two big quarterback prospects that 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 went out, uh, first and second. Um, do you think they're actually gonna make a splash, or do you think it's gonna be like Johnny Football? Um.
1: I don't think it's going to be Johnny Football bad, but neither one of those guys is going to put up great years. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Jameis Winston has Lovey Smith as a coach, and I think we all know his feelings about throwing the football. <laughs> uh, he'd rather hand it off to anyone other than let a quarterback throw it, and I really doubt he, uh He loves rookies, so I'm sure he's thrilled that there's a rookie quarterback. <laughs> Uh, whoever the buccaneers put out as a running back i'm drafting in fantasy because oh my god that guy's going to be perfect in a per carry league <laughs> because it's just going to be so many running plays um and then the titans have Mariota, and I, I i think he'll be all right um but they're not going to contend this year at all i don't think they'll be the worst team in the nfl i think the i think the buccaneers are going to be the worst team in the nfl um but uh no, I, d- I don't think either rookie is going to have an impact like, say, Andrew Luck or uh, RG3, who was great in his rookie season, and we're still waiting for that to happen.
2: So so then to answer your question, though, um, and obviously, I mean, the, the, the point value that they bring is different, uh, you know, based on position. But I would mm. say I don't think it's going to be a running back. Uh, oh, okay. I'd say it's either going to be a quarterback or a wide receiver and and that's that's going off the way uh the leagues that I run for us uh where okay. it's uh you know PPR leagues um so that does kind of bring wide receivers more equivalency to running backs so i don't know i guess i'd have to say either andrew luck aaron rodgers or Jay one Curry. of no one of uh one of any of the green bay receivers
1: they do. Jordy Nelson piles up a lot. Yeah. He was pretty good last year. Um, I'm gonna blow your mind and say that this next year on Jeffrey. It is going to be the most valuable player in fantasy will be Adrian Peterson.
2: <laughs> I kid you not. I, I'm sure you're right, and he's gonna be followed up right real close by Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> ha. No. Uh Adrian Peterson or Matt
1: Forte are gonna be the most valuable people to have. Okay, because uh, it is. I think it's still a running backs league. Uh, I think for the past few years, uh, people have been really quarterback happy. Um, but uh, if you don't have an elite back, which a lot of teams are not going with an elite running back anymore, so to get an elite running back to get your value at that position, I think value wise, you gotta get like there's five running backs in this league that will get you good PPR. And the rest of the running backs are all like New England and it's a committee. And you're just like, who are they going to pick this week? You know, you'll never know. Um, which, of course, you should think, oh, man, then quarterback, you know, because there's always the same quarterback. But teams still like to run the ball. So if they've got one guy instead of a committee, like New England has a committee. Uh, the friggin' Bengals last year decided, hey, we've got a fuck ton of running backs. Let's give them all the football. Fuck that Giovanni Bernard guy who's super awesome. allowing me to really get hosed in the ass um thank god we're sponsored by astroglide and that really (laughs) helped me out uh but no i think adrian peterson i think i think adrian peterson has the three factors i value most in a running back one he is the only as that's like number four really oh uh number one he's the only real threat to run the ball on the vikings uh, there's not like they got anybody else. Last year, Matt Asiata was their backup guy, and I think we all clearly decided he wasn't the answer. Uh, two, he's incredibly talented, and three, he's really pissed off. Okay. I think that, one, that last factor is really going to help because he is mad as hell about having to sit out last year. So I think those three factors are going to make Adrian Peterson incredibly valuable.
2: That's fair. I think there's something bigger that we need to be uh, predicting, though, with football. And the NFL okay. in particular. All right. How many felonies mm. do you think are going to be dealt with, let's say preseason and then regular season? Um, I think in the preseason,
1: like two. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a really small number because last year was a big, big number. This year, you know, seen they, they everyone's going to be real careful this year. I think two in the preseason and during the season, like maybe one going to be very non-felony related. You think so? That's my prediction.
2: Now, um, okay, so do you think that we're going to have any big scandals in the NFL or probably not then?
1: I think we're still de- I think the deflate gate one is going to be like the first half of the season cuz Brady's missing some games. Everyone's going to be like talking about it. Mm. And then probably like two games after Brady's back, it'll go away and they'll find something new to be scandalized about. I'm sure there will be one, but I have no idea what it'll be. Okay. Probably more shit about rules that have been changed. And they changed some rule like about extra points or something this year. Was that oh. just the preseason? Yeah. No, I, uh, no I, I think
2: what it is is the, uh, I think the extra point kick is getting moved further out.
1: Yeah, I, either that or now they're going to perform, you perform a number from the music man, and <laughs> if you do all the choreography right, you get your extra point. I don't know. It's
2: something. But they a lot touchdown end zone dances, ironically. I know.
1: Seriously, they're taking everything that's fun out of football anymore. You can't hit the quarterback. You can't. Uh, touch the receiver you can't dance in the
2: end zone I don't you can't know, can't I don't know why but touch uh, or dance the first things that you said I get where you're coming from and you're abs- I agree with you but they just sounded like they just sound like you're a bad person everyone that plays football is a bad person no but I mean but you you cause, uh, just to replay what you just said is they took out everything fun you can't hit the quarterback you can't touch this guy I'm just like you're an awful human being. And I ended it with dancing. Come on! I'm pretty sure that clearly forgave
1: me all my previous sins. Well, it did. That's I why know. I was trying to interrupt let's, you earlier. Let's just let's just point out: football is not a good sport. Like the the whole concept of the game is: here, guys, strap some really pathetic protection to yourselves and just hammer the shit out of each other. Good luck. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, take this take this thing that is literally made up of part of an animal, and get it into that area of uh, basically a grass field good luck I mean, it is, it's just a, a a violent loud sport which is why we love it because it allows you to be violent and loud so
2: um did you hear uh actually i guess it's kind of already starting with our scandals do you hear about oakland the oakland raiders they're gonna move to la uh well possibly is, is that actually happening or no uh, i think it's gonna be the rams i think the rams will wind up moving back to la okay but no, so you didn't hear about the uh, the potential scandal with the Oakland Raiders? I uh, the usual scandal
1: have uh, says someone on their team killed someone. That's usually no. no, no. the best time of year. Uh,
2: apparently, they they found uh, there was a a white powdery substance was found uh, uh, in the stadium, and so they they had to deal with calling and like the security and whatnot to go and investigate and figure out you know what it was and. Um, and it was. Uh, turns out it was. It was actually the uh, the goal line, and and so they they went ahead and decided it was okay to let the players back on the field to practice because they figured they're not gonna go near it again, so it's safe. Is that like a? Seriously, that was a thing. Or are you just messing with me right now? I, I was messing with you. I'm, I'm making fun of fact thought that so. Oakland sucks. They don't ever see the goal line. Oh, uh, I thought you
1: were going to make some joke like, "Well, you know there's so much crack in Oakland that it blew onto the field and they didn't know <laughs> what to do with it." They, um, nope.
2: Sorry, I was Oakland. I would never disparage any region of our country, especially our state. Um, you know, I'm 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 loving of all. I was just making a joke about a sports team, but you you just had to go and just just slander an entire city. Sir. Yep, I did. Too bad, Oakland. You're probably losing your football team to us anyway. So we're going to have the Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Raiders? They have two sites. The Rams um, and Raiders? And let's be honest, the LA... The, our, there are so many people in this
1: freaking town that you could definitely wait support two teams. Where
2: would they play? You said we have two sites. Where would they, not, not the Staples Center.
1: No, no, no. They're going to build one. Uh, the Rams guy actually owns... Um, some old part of L.A. that's big enough to, like, they'll just bulldoze it and build a stadium there. And that's like, over by USC, in that neighborhood, kind of that area. Okay. So it would be much closer to downtown. And the other site that they're talking about is down, I think, in uh, Costa Mesa. So it's down in Orange
2: County. Can you imagine We're- dealing with getting in and out of a stadium in downtown L.A.? It's fucked enough as it is. Yeah. Well, no, I like that one better because you could take the
1: train. Uh, but in Costa Mesa, there's no train. There's just the 405 oh, is the only way to get yay. to Costa Mesa. So imagine a stadium game letting out onto the 405. Good luck with that uh, on a Sunday afternoon. Oh, in my the, gosh. You know, in September when everyone's still going to the beach. And, uh, yeah. no. So, I mean, either way, the traffic will be terrible. Uh, but I, th- I think the Rams are definitely going to get it just because uh, St. Louis, I don't think, is going to come up with the money for the stadium and uh to build them a new stadium there in St. Louis and I think the owner of the Rams kind of wants to
2: leave so that'll help. Hmm. You think Cleveland's going to be any good ever in any sport at all? Oh
1: man, Cleveland, Ohio, Chicago. What to say about Cleveland?
2: Um well, I think
1: uh I think the Browns like they have a they had a better defense last year. The Browns defense was pretty legit. They just don't really have a quarterback. Uh they are literally pondering starting johnny manziel um like the owner said oh the door's still open for him like yeah they they've just they're they're that desperate that they may let johnny manziel play football wow and hey maybe it'll work maybe what johnny manziel needed was some rehab because god knows most players that go to rehab come out the other end great so. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I mean, hey, but no, to answer your question, I don't think Cleveland's going to be that good this year. I don't think they'll be the worst team in the league, but they are not going to be the best.
2: So taking our teams out of the running, okay. who do you see in the Super Bowl?
1: You know, who, you know who intrigues me, who I'd like to see there? The Eagles. Because Chip Kelly has entirely remade that team. That team is not the Eagles from last year. Almost everybody is gone. He's brought in a whole bunch of new people. Everybody thinks it's crazy. There's no way it's going to work. But that's the same thing they said about him when he started doing no huddle offense in the at Oregon, and that worked out. So I kind of, I mean, I'm cheering for the guy a little bit. He thinks outside the box. He's trying to revolutionize the game of football. He's like, guys, you've turned it into this boring snooze fest where people debate laws for three and a half hours. <laughs> no, I mean, he's turned it. he's given us no huddle, blitzkrieg, crazy-ass offense. I'm like, at least that's worth watching. So the way he's building the team now is going to be even more... Uh, f- uh more faster, frenzy. more streamlined. I think he's going to pull a lot of stuff out of the box that people have not seen before, which is what I like to watch. So I'll be kind of cheering for the Eagles a little when the Niners aren't crushing people, which they probably won't be, but maybe they will. <laughs> maybe they will. Um, No, Uh, Super Bowl, I hate to say it, but I think the Packers have a pretty good shot of making it. Really? Yeah. I think with Rodgers in the driver's seat and if Eddie Lacy stays healthy all year, their defense is solid enough. And, and, and an, uh,
2: AFC? Oh, God. The so Patriots. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, I, I'm I curious if Denver's going to make one more run at it. Nope. No? Yeah, Peyton Manning's done. Sorry. I, I, I love the guy. I think he's one of the best
1: quarterbacks to ever play the game, but he is 39. Is oh. he 39? Th- I, he's almost 40. I think he's 39. Yeah, he's 39 this year. I don't know a lot of teams with 39-year-old quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls. I'd love to see numbers on that, but I am pretty sure the answer is zero. So I don't think the Broncos have a chance. Plus, they got no running game. Everyone keeps talking up C.J. Anderson like he's the second coming of Terrell Davis. I'm like, no, he's not. It's not (laughs) happening. And their defense has just gotten worse. I don't think so.
2: So so you're going with uh, Green Bay and New England, huh?
1: That is who I think is probably going to be there. Um,
2: my 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 pick would be. And by the way, I hate to tell you this, but the only way the Eagles are making it to the Super Bowl is if if they're in the halftime show. Um, could have, yeah, but no, I, I fully anticipate them flaming out
1: horribly about mid-season. But it'll be entertaining nonetheless.
2: All right, so I'm going to say uh, for the NFC. Don't say the Bears. You're not no, no, no. To I took the Bears, Bears. off the table because okay. they're obviously going. This is this is with my team mm-hmm. out of the running. Oh, uh, okay, right, right. And this right, is yeah. the, this is my week seven prediction. Okay. So, uh, I would say, fuck it. You know, Kay. just to be just to be fun, I'm gonna I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give it to uh, Seattle. What? Yeah. And uh, and I'm gonna say against the Colts. The
1: Colts could do it. I'll tell you two reasons you're wrong. Okay. One, you're about to discover how not good of a blocker Jimmy Graham is, Seattle.
2: That's true.
1: Because they love to run the football. They hate to, like, they, like, Russell Wilson's a decent quarterback. I'm not going to say he's bad, but they love running the football. Marshawn Lynch has maybe got one more year left in him. We said that last year. Maybe this is the year he quits. The (laughs) line's gotten worse because they traded their center for Jimmy Graham, but they don't throw the football that much. They like to run Marshawn Lynch. They should like to run Marshawn Lentz a lot more than they do, obviously. <laughs> uh, but Jim- Jimmy Graham has never been that great of a blocker, and now they've got him. So I don't think Seattle's going to do it. And they, the, the Legion of Boom is still there, but it is less boomy every year. Uh, it gets less boomy. And I want to believe in the Colts. I love Andrew Luck. He's like my favorite quarterback. So I want I, I want you to be right on that. But something about their defense makes me think they can't quite get there. Mostly because they have to play the Texans, and the Texans always tend to have a damn good team. Their secret is, okay, here's the thing with the Texans. They have a problem, and I just saw this this morning. Um, Arian uh, Foster just had surgery. Ooh. Not a good sign that he's having surgery in training camp. Um, so I don't think the Texans are going to be that awesome, but I just don't think the Colts have anything. To over- J.J. Watt is a one-man defense, and like it's like it's it's like there's ten guys out there and then him. <laughs> you know, uh, and he's just like another eleven, another ten guys. So, uh, yeah, I just I I think the Texans defense will will shut the Colts down this year, and somehow the Colts will find, or I mean, the Texans will find someone to hand the ball off to and run over the Colts' terrible defense. So we'll see. That's why I think you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong, Sirth Yurinka.
2: Well, I mean, my guess is obviously wrong anyway because we know that it's going to be the Bears in the Super Bowl.
1: Going to so. be the Bears versus the.
2: Doesn't matter. The Browns, the Titans,
1: Bears, and br- the Bears and Titans for the Super Bowl. Here it comes. That would be Watch my out, dream
2: folks. dream game right there. Dream
1: Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, Bears versus the Titans. Nap your way through a Super Bowl oh, Sunday, folks. Up. As Matt Forte gets thirty handoffs in one half.
2: All right. Well, we are out of time, uh, Brian. Before we go, was there uh, was there anything you wanted to talk about? Well, uh, we really didn't
1: get over to the story about the macaroni art of young Jimmy Thompson from South Bend High School and uh, all the really great work he's doing there. Uh, just our listeners, please th- feel, think think about donating to uh, public broadcasting. It's uh, an exciting alternative to regular radio. And by exciting alternative, I mean it's a lot of uh, this American life. So really just uh, just give your money to them.
2: I just can't make all right, well, you have fun with that, and uh, I'm going to get out of here before you come again. So, as always, you can check us out on Facebook. Just search Downstairs Neighbors. We're on Twitter at D DNeighborsBand. You can send us an email at DownstairsNeighborsBand at gmail.com. Oh, by the way, if you haven't done so, feel free to check out our, uh, our website over at net slash final hour for this show dryrunproductions.net slash downstairsneighbors though for our band if you didn't catch the jam session we released last time that is available on there uh, to listen to anyway thank you for listening this has been Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors I'm Seth I'm Gerald from Public Broadcasting and <laughs> we'll catch you next time I like to whisper jizz Down. Don't let beat you up There's a chorus of opinions But you know what you love Don't let tell you no don't let talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you
1: is reasons you should quit. Don't let get you down. You just stand up tall. Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all. This has been a Dry Run production.